I believe that famous people have a debt to everyone. If celebrities didn't want people pawing through their garbage and saying they're gay, they shouldn't have tried to express themselves creatively. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Do you agree with that statement, Greg? Where to begin? <laughs> celebrities suck, right? Well, here's the Boo. thing. Here's, here's the thing about Boo, that. Boo, celebrity. Okay. You're you're absolutely right. Yes, but here's the thing about that statement is that there is like some there's a there's a kernel, a tiny kernel of truth to that because oh, when yeah. you when you do put yourself out there like a celebrity does, a certain part of you has to know that you are quite literally giving yourself in a way to the public in a way that you can never truly it's uh, attain again. Yeah, no matter if you're Alec Baldwin and if you're tired from public life. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think uh, weirdly comes up a lot in uh, a lot of celebrities like passion projects and things like that is yeah. this idea of like, look, just because I'm a celebrity doesn't mean that you shouldn't that you should like, you know, observe my life to the minute degree that you do. Yeah. And and it's like this weird back and forth of I just want to be famous and rich and everyone leave me alone. It's like, yeah, you can't have it both ways, I'm afraid. It's the it's the cheap fast or good mm. you know yes the three options for prostitutes uh, <laughs> and products. that we all know <laughs> oh <laughs> and like things that you it's anytime i go to a brothel it's like all right here's here's the cheap one here's the fast one here's the good one three options and then what happens no comment. I mean, you're talking about your time in a brothel, so <laughs> this is your this is your bit, man. Legal brothels, <laughs> all right. Some places in Nevada, you know have how legal I, brothels. You know that I don't like to leave you out to dry on a bit, mm. but I'm gonna have to. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, uh, here I am. Yeah, out to dry. I would like to rewind a little bit okay. before you um, started talking about brothels um, and go back to... That's like your catchphrase now. <laughs> I, I, would like to, I would like to rewind a little bit before you started talking about blank. <laughs> no brothels. <laughs> Specifically it's brothels. It's always brothels. It's always brothels, yeah. Um, I have a... Uh, you know those like um, those like uh, crowd counter things that umpires sure. and people yeah. use? We use them at the Grand. Yeah, um, I have one of those on my phone that I just click every time that you say brothel. <laughs> uh, do you want to give a little sneak peek? What, what's the number at? 782. Wow. <laughs> this is what, episode 170-something? Yeah. So that's an average of, uh, I don't know, five. I don't know math. I don't want to <laughs> deal with no, that. No, this right is now. outside of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. On the podcast, you're remarkably clean. Oh, good. <laughs> Good for me. That's what they said at the brothel, too. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> okay. Bit is staying in. That was a good landing. You know, sometimes, just like Denzel, I can I can land that plane. Yeah. You got to invert the bird yeah. first. We're, but we're going to spin it. Yeah. 135 souls survived. Yeah, in not, flight, not 155. Not, no, yeah, 155 in Sully Sully's of the 155. Yeah, he, yeah. he got all of them. Denzel, yeah. sorry, some died. Some died. Sorry about that. It's You know why? Mm. He was drunk and high. He was drunk and high, so only 155 made it off. I'm drunk line. right now. <laughs> I, I don't, weirdly, not. that's like, okay, that movie, I actually really like that movie. Um, flight. 
flight. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but that that ending where I he's like, I love the first half hour of that movie. Fair. The like action stuff, yeah. But the ending, and yeah. then uh, after that, it's all just like depression. As yeah. Denzel is like, I'm a drunk. It's a guy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's a guy who has hit rock bottom before the movie begins. <laughs> it's true. And then we spend two hours with him learning that he's learned yeah, re- to hit. Yeah, yeah rock realizing bottom. that he is at rock bottom yeah. and he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Just that that ending where he's like giving his statement. He's like, I'm drunk right now. Oh, that's great. That <laughs> is. I'm like. This is, this is great. I it's, don't know. <laughs> that, that part's... I thought you were talking about the ending where his son comes to be like, uh, this is someone I admire. And I'm like, right. I'm like God damn, this sucks. Oh, man. That, and, and to be fair, it's not bad as a denouement in theory, but the final line of the movie... I don't know if you remember. I don't. It's, uh, it's been years. It's been years like, since his son, his son comes to, like, write, like you said, write a essay or whatever at school about yeah. this hero. And he's like, I'm going to write about you, Dad. And then he goes, so who are you? And then pause, and Denzel goes, I don't know. Cut to credits. <laughs> Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, we didn't need it. <laughs> like, we get it. Yeah, he's he's having it. a crisis. Yeah. Anyway. That's his whole thing in the movie. Anyway. Um, but much I, like that movie, uh, the brothel bit landed. Yep. Only some people died. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drunk right now. We have a guest here. Uh, yeah, we do. We do. We absolutely do. Um possibly her last time on the show oh don't say that it's well it's our of the people who are gonna guest on the rest of the season she's still high up there just due to proximity that's a good point yeah (laughs) that's that's a really good point um it's uh camille pavlenko everybody hi she's back that's how i get all my jobs proximity i just kind (laughs) of wait outside wait outside of theater calgary i wait outside of that uh brothel alan goes to they're never hiring when i'm around apparently that's convenient (laughs) you know what position were you hiring for the pun you just said (laughs) <laughs> it was good. Nailed it. Yeah, it's nice. I actually soup slinger. I really put the broth uh, yes. in brothel. That, that's the thing. That's the thing people don't realize. Like yeah. you're like, oh, I work at a brothel. Yeah. You assume, oh, you're you're mm-hmm. a prostitute. Yeah. Uh, you're you're a sex worker. You're a lady mm-hmm. of the night. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But there's other people working at the brothel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soup bouncers. Slingers, yeah. Bouncers. It's hard to break into this industry. Accountants. Madams. Yeah. Misters. Coat check. Sure. Hat check. MCs. Condom slinger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just that's just little Johnny down the road, and he's oh, just throwing right. condoms. Yeah, and it's like, come on, Johnny, get out of here! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, how you been? Good. You thought good. the bit was done. Camille brought it back. <laughs> no, I did. I also had like one one thought to share about flight because I just watched flight oh, yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. for the first and only time a couple oh, wow. weeks ago. So yeah, it's funny nice. that you that you mention it. Um, I loved the first half hour and like the last. 28 minutes of that movie they were perfect yeah when the plane crash was happening i thought what is this gonna be the whole movie is the plane gonna actively be crashing for another hour and cool. 53 minutes this is amazing i thought it was like a bottle episode plane like we're just real time we're in crash something else happens now they're gonna crash somewhere that they gotta <laughs> get their way out of there but no then that was over and then like you said the dark night of the soul part of the script happened before the script started and then we were in like the dark night of the hungover morning for the longest yeah. period of time. But like the, uh, yeah, that last, that last little act bit where he, where they're going to the, the hearing yeah. and beforehand. Oh, who, who else is in that movie? Don Who's, Cheadle and yes. John, John, John Goodman. Yes. Baby. And before, when they find, before John Goodman enters again and they find him again, they're like, Oh no, he's my main. Oh, he needs to. And then Don Cheadle's like, I need cocaine. I need it immediately. Doesn't he come in and he's like, is he fucking dead? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. 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 
Uh, I think a very good part of that movie is when he's in the hotel room and they have cleaned out all booze in the hotel room and then there's that like that like rattle and turns out mm-hmm. it's the door to the adjacent room mm. yeah. and he and he like it's t- it takes a long time but it's I think mm. one of Zemeckis's better like uh, storytelling uh, direction moments if you will mm-hmm. where it's him going in and then finding the mini bar full of booze this like bright light these tiny little bottles of booze and he's just like oh shit and he takes one out takes one bo- thing of vodka out and like cracks it open but then puts doesn't drink it smells it puts it back on top of the the mini bar walks back to his hotel room you think wow he did it and then mm-hmm. cut to or not like cut to but then suddenly his hand just goes cring and grabs the vodka bottle cuts to black next morning he's fucking shit pasted it's it's great i think i think that movie is very good uh the trailer i remember very much played up the crash the, the plane crash mm-hmm. and so going into it the first time way back in 2012 or whatever i definitely thought it's a movie like uh like sully for example sully hadn't come out yet but like that kind of idea of like the crash and the and that stuff is the main thrust mm-hmm. of the movie um and yeah, so it happens in the first 20 minutes. I'm like, what's the rest of this movie going to be? It's yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's long. And yeah, it's just like him realizing he's a Coke, Coke and a booze, booze hound. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I really like about that movie. And there's a lot of things that I don't. The things that I really do like about it, I think outweigh. I, I do think it's a strong film, but it's, it's just this weird place to live in this mm-hmm. whole time. It gives me that uncomfortable feeling this whole, because I don't like, I don't like living in that in that 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 filth of the soul for too long and that's really what the movie is you're just like you're you're really right down there with him the whole yeah. time and because he pulls off that the landing uh you're kind of on his side the entire movie well and i think that movie does a very good job of uh a bit of a misdirect throughout where mm. at least for me i was never fully sure how messed up Denzel was. Oh yeah, yeah. like the ver- the only thing you see before the plane uh, stuff happens is him dumping the one little vodka bottle into his orange juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you think, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But you have no idea he's pro- like he's also high on coke. Yeah, and super drunk, and then he like uses the gas like to fall asleep. Like there's all this stuff that like when you like, when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, the clues are all there. But the first time I watch it, after it crashes, and they're like, oh, they're like was narcotics in your system or whatever. I'm like, really? Like, oh, this is a surprise to me. <laughs> but like rewatching, I'm like, no, it's the clues are there. Oh, yeah. And I like that the movie doesn't just like full on tell you right away that this guy's a, a mess. So, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's also Denzel and he's like yeah, charming he's, he and he's cool. Denzel. And you're like, yeah, I'm on board yeah. with this guy because he's a cool movie star. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, he is Denzel. And I think that is one of the one of the movies, like he, he obviously deserved an, an Oscar nomination for that movie. And like a thousand others <laughs> like for, like to be real he he, he deserves yeah, he's already got one yeah, though, yeah so, he's yeah. got well I, you know he's got what has he got he's got two well he's got the training day one for sure for he's best got, actor he's and got training supporting day for glory and glory did he yeah. win for glory i couldn't he did. remember yeah. he did um i would probably i i think he should have three yeah what's the other one? I, I, well i'd probably take the glory one out of there okay and just move it to malcolm x for sure. for lead <laughs> you know just like you know he, he could have both you don't need he, to take away his glory he, he could but <laughs> literally like, but like i mean there's probably someone else who could in in that year that sure. that i would give Matthew it to Broderick. um definitely not <laughs> <laughs> so i would like probably probably give him malcolm x he's got his he, king king kong ain't got shit on him so it's, that is true training day 
And the other thing stays. we know now is Kong bows to no one. That's true. So. That's true. So who would win in a fight between Alonzo Harris and King Kong? Yeah. I don't know. I think you should take King Kong out for a training day and then accidentally feed him a Tyrannosaur stuffed with crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you just ate a Tyrannosaur with crack cocaine. <laughs> Wait, he ate one? I don't know, right? Because he, he's not going to smoke the dinosaur. That doesn't make any sense, Alan. You're right. That's silly of me. <laughs> Trying to shared universe training day and <laughs> King, King Kong. King Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kong Skull yeah. Island. Yeah. Oh, one of those. Gosh. Gosh, that movie. Uh, and I would probably do uh, Roman J. Israel. Yeah, he was good in that. He's very good in that. Or Fences. Or Flight. I think that's the thing. You got like a, I mean, he's got tons. I, Man on Fire is one of my best, one of my favorite performances of his. That is such a good choice because <laughs> in no world would he would that movie ever get an Oscar. No, of course not. <laughs> he stuffs a bomb up someone's asshole. You got you got what? it sometimes. Is that a yeah. Michael Mann movie? No, no it's, it's a Tony, Tony Scott. Scott movie. Yeah. Oh, Tony the, other Scott movie. Um, <laughs> the other one. Tony Scott is like is is like Michael Mann. On crack. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just like, or meth, whichever, depending on the movie. Maybe a little cocktail of both. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, like a, an like, eight ball. Do we need sure, eight ball? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's treat ourselves. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? That's from uh, Mystery Team. Right. The, yes. The Derek oh, comedy movie. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. But yeah. That's a great joke. Yeah, it is. <laughs> do we need eight ball? <laughs> Let's treat ourselves. Uh, anyway, that all being said, movie stars, Oscars. Know, what can we What can we say about movie stars except for mm-hmm. that they're just like us? They are. Uh, they want to be treated just like us. Yeah. And if you happen to crash into their homes, uh, you'll become their friends. Yeah, especially at the end of the first act. <laughs> uh, God, this episode was long. Yeah, this is a this is a weird one. We're gonna talk about it. Let's do a quick check in. How have you been, Camille? Yeah. Oh, I've been not too bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I started a novel mentorship. What's that mean? Jesus. Yeah. yeah right. You got to tell us all about that. Yeah. Uh, well. Wait. Let me guess. Yes, please. Uh, you mm-hmm. are being mentored by an author yes. on how to write a novel. Yes. Dinged twenty thousand points to Alan. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's. I had it. The, I had the instinct to try and do a comedy route, but I was like, I really wanted. I really think I know yeah. the correct answer, so let me go for it. Yeah, you nailed it. Kit, okay, for like on ex- Hollywood Squares, you know. Yeah, Kit, do you want to? Um, do you want to guess who another, the author is? Yeah. Is it a local author? No, but it is a Canadian author. Um, Margaret Atwood. No. But that's a good J.K. Guess. Rowling. <laughs> you're getting you're getting much farther away. Oh, whoops! Did I across, go across the across pond? the pond there? Yeah. yeah, could have said ocean. <laughs> uh, Ian Reed. Uh, n- no, but you're in the right gender. Oh, category. male. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. There's not many of those. Not many of those. <laughs> I don't know very many Canadian male authors. To <laughs> That's be totally fair. Uh, yeah, my I'm I'm very excited because my uh, my mentor is my favorite Canadian author. His name is Anna Shirani, oh, cool. and he's also a playwright, which oh, right is on. super yeah. dope. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, kind of like a like a weird left turn recommendation if you're listening and you're into The Simpsons, but if you like magic realism, um, yes. 
Canadian literature that's like yes, kind of like half a myth and half like ah, this is a what's his best story. novel would you say uh, what's the cripple your and his talismans the cripple a, and his talismans is a really cool book for if you're into like um any kind of like myth kind of stuff it's set cool. it's set in it's like the premise is like man man in Mumbai modern day is like I lost my arm like literally I woke up in the hospital one day it was gone and oh. so it's like both a literal like his arm is literally gone and it's a, like a metaphorical journey of this this mystical character named Baba Raku took it yeah similar yeah. to Baba Yaga it, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, which is uh, which is the novel that I'm working on. So Cool. That's yeah, yeah. what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck so. yes. It doesn't mean the boogeyman, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a novelization of John Wick Yeah, John, John, John Wick popularized the term Baba Yaga, but uh, it's been around in myth for a long time. I first learned of Baba Yaga. I may have told you this, Camille, already, because I know you've been interested in Baba Yaga for a while. I first learned of Baba Yaga in the hit PC game, Quest for Glory 4, Shadows of Darkness. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, mostly nice. because I played it a lot as a kid. Right. And I think it's a very good storytelling uh, game. But anyway, uh, you encounter Baba Yaga. You technically encounter her in the first Quest for Glory game, but I had not played this at the time. For mm. whatever reason, my father bought me this game for Christmas called Shadows of Darkness. It didn't have the four in the title, so I don't blame him for thinking this is just a standalone game. Sure. Mm. But the game opens with you in a cave of bones, and you're like, and it's like, you don't know how you got here. So it kind of works, even though. Mm side of the continuity but later in the game you've, you run into baba yaga and her her little chicken hut and uh there's a little skull i don't know if the skull is a part of a of the the myth too okay uh the little skull who like talks to you and is like hey like stay out of baba yaga's hut and then you're and then he's like hey i remember you i remember that you turned her into a frog she's really mad at you and so and i'm like wait what <laughs> like in the game i was like i don't understand how have i encountered that i've just met her <laughs> Um, but yeah, in the first game, you uh, fight her and you turn her into a frog. Uh, but yeah, so Baba Yaga's really cool to me because of that game. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> Don't watch the Hellboy remake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For lots she, of reasons. <laughs> she's in that, but like for lots of reasons. She's yeah. in that. It's bad. That's too bad. Uh, but, you know, mostly it's just like the, the graphics look like a... The, the CG looks like PS2 game. Anyway. I mean... PS2 games are fun. <laughs> they sure are. Um, <laughs> so how long have you been doing this, this mentorship? Uh, since uh, early January. And do you have like a timeline? Yeah, we go till um, mid-June. And are you hoping to have something at the end? Yeah, well, I have. Um, so I have draft one of the novel. What? Um, yeah, so it's actually a mentorship. So from... that's what you do all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the mystery of my roommates. You're like, what does she do on her yeah, computer? What does she do all, all, day? all day? Hacking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's hacking the mainframe. Yeah. You know that. Figuring um, out good soup recipes for your yeah, job for the application. Control, yeah. The online brothel. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, we've got her. <laughs> no, I don't make any money at all, I promise. Um, <laughs> wink. Uh, yeah, so I, I already have draft one, and this particular mentorship is for if you already have like kind of a first draft of a manuscript and then it's going through and learning uh, proper structure and, and things like that and things to, so you've got enough to make it good essentially mm. by the end of your, um, your mentorship. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not yeah, doing anything so like that. that. No. Yeah. I've just been sitting on my butt. I did a rewrite of the force awakens. <laughs> That's that's actually it's really it's great. What? 
it in script form or like no, in novelization in note form. form? Like it's yeah, like just, it's just an a, idea. It's a treatment. It's a treatment essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like Homer's treatment. Like Homer's treatment. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. seventeen um, pages and it has that sketch of a. It, yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's got the, the flux capacitor. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be time travel in my version. Uh, <laughs> um, remember I thought episode nine would have time travel? I did, too. Yeah. I thought there would be, too. I thought that would be better Yeah. than what happened. Probably. I mean, at the time, I didn't think that would... Like, I was like, I'm dreading that it's probably going to have time travel. You know what? I would have been so down if the three of them Back to the Future 2'd it and just went yeah. through the original trilogy. That would have been great. Yeah. I'd be into it. <laughs> It would have been a big old wank on screen, but maybe a lot more fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to be the whole thing. Yeah. You know how like an end game, it's only an hour of yeah. the of the three hour movie? Totally. Like they could have made it three they hours long. They could have done it, you cowards. It's fine. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, that's awesome, Camille. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, everyone look out for that book on shelves. Yeah, I can't wait to read that. Oh, thank you. I truly can't. Like, it's going to oh, be... I'm, I'm going to read the show. That. I, oh, yeah, shit. it's going to be great. Oh, fuck. Thank I you. can't wait to, <laughs> like, uh, subtly steal elements and put it in our Dungeons & Dragons campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate flattery. Because that, that's what... Well, what are you talking about? That's what I do with everything you write that I read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is good. Yeah. My players are going to encounter this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, whenever I read something, I'm like, ooh... How can I put this in a D&D campaign? Mm. We just watched Waterworld today. Camille was like, this would be a great D&D thing to do. And I'm like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's basically already happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Serenity. And also. Serenity. Very easily uh, transferable to D&D. That's right. The, Have the, a character who's like, hello, I'm the rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am who the fuck I am. Roll a d20. I am the rules. And you're like, wait, what do you mean roll a d20 as the characters? And, you know, it's very meta. Anyway. Uh, that would be very bad. <laughs> but maybe fun for a minute or two. Yeah, there, there, there could be some funny jokes and yeah. bits. Yeah. But then we'd move on. Yeah. Like now. Ha! Huh. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the episode? Okay. Or do you want to say how you've been? <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> my legs healing. My an- my ankles healing. It's it's almost it's almost done. I think that is the way time works. I think yeah, time heals all wounds. Well, <sighs> except a broken heart. Like well, like waking up without an arm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that would for example. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I mean, that would only time get would not heal that. No, worse. Yeah, <laughs> we're not lizards yet. Hmm. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh. Right. Well, if Dr. Connors has his way, here we go. <laughs> this is, of course, When You Dish Upon a Star. Boo! Which is, <laughs> oh boy, which is the fifth episode of season 10, written by Richard Apple, directed by Pete Michels. Mickles? I don't know. November 8th, 1998 was the original air date. Um, this is a celebrity-laden episode. Alec Baldwin as himself, Ron Howard as himself, Kim Basinger as herself, Brian Grazer as himself. Yeah. This episode, those are the four. Dog shit. (laughs) Coming in hot, I know, and I apologize for that. No, you're right. But I think it's bad. Um, Here's the thing. We've been, this is episode five of season 10. Yep. We've been talking about, I mean, all of season nine. And these first four episodes of season 10, we've been talking about the decline of the show. We've been talking about how 
there's little elements that just feel like, oh, like that's a, a, a harbinger yeah. of things to come, things like that. I think I can say with almost 100% certainty, Homer crashing through the roof of Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger's house is the moment. You were, you, it is the shift in the show from, especially in season nine, still a show I enjoy, even if there's little elements that I dislike throughout, to the show I no longer enjoy. And I've said before, Tamako was the moment I stopped watching, but I th- truly think this is the moment the show has its shift into full-on season 10, which is, for the most part, from my recollection, as we go through, we'll see, all very bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the reason the first four didn't feel quite as bad is because they're all holdovers from season nine. Yeah, except the Treehouse episode. Treehouse episode, yeah, obviously written for this season, but yeah. the Treehouse episodes are often their own weird little thing. Yeah. I also still maintain the Treehouse we just did, one of the weaker ones. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost, uh, I think even in that episode, I, I mentioned how the Starship Pooper segment feels like the shift but it, it can't fully feel like the shift because it's out of canon yeah and for me that moment when he's like yeah he literally crashes into the house of to a celebrity couple playing themselves giving boring uninspired performances uh is when the show is now this is what we do we bring in celebrities for the celebrity factor not because we want them to give good performances and we make jokes about the celebrities and you can see the you can just see the trailer like the like the tv spot for this episode within the episode just like tonight on fox sunday night lineup gets a whole lot hotter with alec baldwin and kim basinger invading springfield yeah homer simpson and or, sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> All right, take two. Take Here two. Ready? Yeah. Alec Baldwin, Kim Basinger, and Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Good that's joke. it. Yeah, absolutely. It the second time. Oh yeah, you, you nailed it the second out, right? time. You know, uh, no, no, nothing wrong with two takes. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, God. Camille. What'd you think of this episode? You know, of of the guest spots I've 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 jetted in on for the for the bad neighbors here. Right this from is, from think, your house in Hollywood Hills. Yes, yeah. um, the, but I think uh, for, for all the, for any of the episodes that I've guessed it on, this is the first episode I don't like. Like yeah. I just don't yeah. like. Um, it, yeah, I, I I agree with you that like the moment of him crashing in, there is definitely something that changes even within the episode itself. It stops being funny for me. <laughs> it was really hard to get a chuckle in the rest of the episode, and like I do, I want to laugh. I feel like laughing. <laughs> I just want to laugh. You know, I just want to laugh. But um, and I thought about, and maybe we'll talk about this in in another minute because maybe someone knows the hot goss kind of thing. But um, I wondered if if. Ron Howard, Kim Basinger, and Alec Baldwin were first choice for this episode, or if there were uh, many other celebrities that, like, last minute, they're like, oh, I don't know, I guess we'll make a reference about LA Confidential. Because it seems, <laughs> you know, like, there's such specific celebrity. I realize they were ob- obviously more famous at the t- maybe at the time. Well, sorry, when did you Kim say this, this came out? November? This is, this is right after she won the Oscar. Yeah, so oh, she, she had won the Oscar yeah, yeah, yeah. that year. Okay. For uh, LA Confidential. Right. Which um, came out in 97. Yeah. Right. yeah. And uh, so by right after, I mean the awards were probably in March or whatever. And, and I this mean is in November, but right. like maybe that's a like a shitty like just a like a shitty dig 
at Titanic when he calls the old lady from Titanic at the end because right. they were nominated in the same category yeah. that year and the old lady lost. Oh, right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gloria Foster? Foster? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Stuart. Gloria Stewart. Thank you. Thank you. We got there. We nailed yeah. it. One nice. half. The other half. Yeah. All right. Just like life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I wondered if they were, they weren't, they didn't seem like they were first choice, even if they were more famous at the time, because it just seemed like the, you could just replace them with any other celebrity and the exact same things would happen. So I will tell you there was, they were third choice. Okay. Ooh. So first choice was actually just one celebrity. Okay. It, it was not like a, a couple. It was mm-hmm. like. Uh, Homer will crash into the house of this noted celebrity. Uh, they are a musician. Are we uh, going to guess? Yeah, I want to. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's someone who hasn't been on the show previous? Uh, not to this point. I don't know if they ever did post because who the fuck knows. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have not been on the show uh, before this. Bruce Springsteen. Correct. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> You nailed it. You nailed today. it. <laughs> oh my God. Really? Bruce Spring- The boss. You say Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, they, they originally asked Bruce Springsteen, uh, and I'm he so turned high it down. right now <laughs> <laughs> on life, sincerely. Oh, my God. Uh, well, let's see if we can keep that streak going, okay. baby. Because the next option, so Pr- Springsteen's like, no, thank you. They're like, all right, let's ask these two. So it is, uh, okay. in this case, a, a duo. It is a celebrity couple. Couple. Of the 90s. Of the 90s. Um, what else can I say without giving it away too much? Um, uh, not together anymore. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore? Correct. Yes! <laughs> You guys uh, are killing it. We need to play the people celebrity crossword immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, uh Bruno and uh, Demi. Yeah. And uh they also turned it down. Yeah. And so then they asked Alec Baldwin Kim Bassinger and uh they g- agreed. Nothing would have changed except for a few specific like life specific jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was Bruce and Demi. Yeah. And I think the Bruce Springsteen one would have been better. Because it would have just been one, and maybe you actually get more time to bond. Do you think? With him? Ma- do you think maybe they had a joke already written about someone named Bruce, and so they were like, "Who are the Bruces?" Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That was a- a- exactly right. And then they were like, "They were like, I guess we can." There's do no it other Bruces, <laughs> so yeah. I guess we can change it to Baldwin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Stern's at home, like, <laughs> I thought I was gonna be crying. Hey, He's like, I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> I bet it was the name. Yeah, I bet it was when he landed on him and was like, and he was be, would be like Bruce Springsteen. It's Bruce Willis. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. instead of Billy instead Baldwin, of Billy Baldwin, I'm Alec yeah. Baldwin. I bet it was something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, very good joke. I mean, <laughs> it's the best after he crashes through the light fixture. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, best yeah. joke in that scene, sure. Well. <laughs> Before we dive more into the episode, let's uh, we're talking celebs. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, old Alec. Alec Baldwin at this time in the nineties had just <laughs> he he had done Hunt for Red October in the beginning of the nineties, yeah, like nineteen ninety, and right? immediately was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna do another well, one." Well, because then he does the Shadow. 
Yeah, he does. He does have the, shadow. the shadow. I have seen the shadow, starring the shadow? Alec Baldwin and Ian McKellen. It's weird. It is. Yeah, it is a. It is based on the old 1920s. That sounds right. Radio <laughs> serial. Okay. Um, it's very it Batman esque. Yeah, it's it a, was this era of Batman. Like, was such a hit, a surprise hit in '89 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that you know, obviously they fast tracked Batman Returns. That was also a big hit. And there was the Shadow. There the was Phantom. the Phantom. I feel like there was maybe a couple others that were in that vein of like kind of the yeah the superhero uh, in the the kind of gothic setting. The Shadow is the most directly Batman esque, even though it is it pre like publish. Uh, publishing wise it predates batman um right. yeah, yeah so it was this old uh serial that ran on like the radio and it was about this uh very wealthy guy who goes off to a dark man that was another one dark Sam man Raimi's dark man that one rules i haven't seen that one yet actually but it rules liam um, neeson right liam neeson yeah. And Bruce Campbell has a cameo at the, in the last <laughs> second of the movie. Perfect. His face is the last face Darkman puts on. Amazing. And then they cut to credits. And Amazing. I stand and cheer. I mean, part of me is very happy. Part of me is very sad. You just spoiled that for me. But <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, all good. I'm sorry. Because that definitely would have yeah. been, you know. I would be like, oh, Where's, a, when are they going to get to the Bruce Campbell factory? Yeah, and then they yeah. do right at the end. So. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a really good factory to stop in at. <laughs> um, and so he's he's this, like, the shadow is this guy who goes to, like, this foreign land, right? It's like this whole, like, Eastern mysticism thing that was very, like, mm-hmm. and they still do it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he comes back with, like, these special powers that allows him to be the shadow. Become the shadow. Yeah. And basically, he's a guy who wears this red mask and a fedora and dons, like, a dark suit, and he okay. shoots people with Colt 1911s. And, and doesn't he, like, he, like, Im- uh... He can imitate people's voices and Right, and he, like, so he, voice. like, he, 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 like, tells people, like, hey, you should do this, and that kind of thing. Like, he tries to manipulate yeah. people in that sense. Yeah, but he's a crime fighter, and the plot <laughs> of the movie The Shadow is Ian McKellen is a scientist man who is... Bringing Genghis Khan back to life. What, sir, what, what, was, what was that last Yeah, week? yeah. No, Genghis Khan? <laughs> you know Genghis Khan? Yeah, I know Genghis Khan. The uh, the famous um, Mongolian warlord? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's bringing him back to life. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a villain. Oh. Uh, what? He's a bad dude. Okay, wait. Uh, do they? Is there a scene in the movie where we get to see Genghis, Genghis Khan? Khan? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the main villain. So, wait, he's, so he does Oh, yeah, like bring, very early in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That was a success. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I'll just it's give like you three guesses on how well it's handled. Exceedingly carefully. <laughs> yeah. Sensitively, sen- sensitively and yes. respectfully. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> the Mongolian um, people. And I'm pretty sure. But it's like, it's like his, uh, his descendant, right? Like it's like a Genghis Khan descendant because the villain is named Shiwan Khan. Yeah, so it's like I want I want to bring Genghis Khan back yeah. to fulfill my ancestors' yeah. uh, mission of murder. And I think they eventually it eventually <laughs> leads up to like just we're gonna blow up something. Yeah, there's an atomic bomb. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's why we have Ian McKellen there the whole time because he's a scientist man. And that's the shadow, and it does poorly. Really shocking. Uh, huh. Do you want to guess the budget and box office of the shadow? I would love yes. to. That would be fun. <laughs> um, so what what's the year? Uh, 1994. 1994. So, box office of the shadow. I'll give it 20 million. Double it. Really? 40 mil, baby. 
Okay. Oh. Could be only one first try at the budget at the to- uh, at the total the box gross. Office. Oh, yeah. for total box office. Yeah. Um, oh, and the the budget was forty. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna guess twelve. Greg, I'll go twenty. Uh, so domestically, mm-hmm. thirty-two. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, worldwide, forty-eight. <laughs> okay. So, really, forty-eight total. Yeah. Against a forty million budget. It's a loss. Yeah, uh, by it's a Hollywood loss. standards, that's a, that's a loss. Not a pretty, like an insane loss, yeah. but like enough that they were like, mm, Alec Baldwin. I don't know if you're a movie star. Yeah, maybe not. And he does a bunch of weird, or not not really weird, but like like um, the equivalent. Uh, th- this is what the '90s are full of, like how how like the the aughts, the late aughts, and the 2010s are filled with superhero movies. Mm-hmm. The '90s are filled with like dime store paperback novels as movies like dick tracy no even like even even more like even more novels because dick tracy is a comic book right i'm talking like clint eastwood's true crime and like along came a spider and like you know the ashley judd thrillers yeah um but only tons of those for every double jeopardy that's a massive hit inexplicably Mm -hmm. there's like a hundred um the birthday girl with Nicole Kidman. Um, you know, it was really missed opportunity not to do a sequel to Double Jeopardy called Final Jeopardy. Of course. That's You're a huge so right. missed opportunity. Idiots. Ashley Judd's alive at the end of Double Jeopardy. So mm-hmm. is Tommy Lee Jones. Spoilers. They mm-hmm. need to get in on like some Team sort up. of a thing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tommy bonus Lee... points if you can get Harrison Ford in on it. And then you've got the Tommy Lee Jones is hunting both of us trifecta. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, and it's you throw in throw in Wesley Snipes as well because yeah. he's hunting him in U.S. Marshals. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, nice! <laughs> Good movie. U.S. Marshals. I love that movie. Really? Yeah. You like R.D.J. in that I movie? Do. Oh, yeah. He's he's pretty unhinged. You know, I saw that movie before I saw Fugitive. Me too. Yeah. Because again, it's one of those things where it's it was just called U.S. Marshals. There yeah. was no indication to me as a young as a youngster that and it has you can absolutely watch it. Yeah. Independently. it do, you don't need to know Fugitive to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of wish they did more stuff like that. Character uh, character like sequels, sequels, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Alex Cross, like that you mentioned. Kiss are, the girls and the long game of spider. You know? yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like the character does is the thing that continues, but it's not like a direct sequel to the story of the previous one. I mean, the only one we really have is Bond. Yeah, Bond's the, the best example of that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Question, anyway. what yeah. what was the ear date of this episode again? You 98. Said 98. November 98. Oh, okay. Because um, I wonder, did people not know Alec Baldwin was funny when they were taping this episode? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Okay. No. He was I, not known as a funny guy. Okay, because I Googled, because I, I was th- trying to think of like the origin of Alec, like modern day Alec Baldwin. Donald and the, the sweaty balls bit on SNL right. yeah. was like as best I could think of. And that taped December 12th, 1998. Oh, there you go. Fun yeah. context. Which was that, that his first hosting gig too? Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was. I think so. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Then okay, yeah, because like he's very much untapped because he's very much the straight man in Beetlejuice as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's as close as really he because he does yeah. these weird. What are what's his nineties output? Like it's yeah, thrillers. There's right? weird ones. Uh, I mean, so Glengarry Glenn Ross is oh, is a, a good one in ninety two. So good in that movie uh, and I'm just going to name ones that I recognize so like mm-hmm. there might be some other ones that people are like well I can't believe you missed this but I don't know um, <clears throat> he did The Shadow in 94 yeah. uh, he did Ghost of Mississippi in 96 which I've never seen that's one of those but like yeah um, sounds like a lawyer movie uh, he he 
starred in one of my weirdly favorite memories that I've never returned to, even though maybe I should. Uh, 1997, where it's uh, Alec Baldwin and a bear. Oh, uh, the, edge. the Edge! Filmed in Lake <laughs> yes. Louise. Yes! Was it really? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, Raina, this is a side note, but our friend Raina, her mom worked in Lake Louise, like doing touristy stuff at the time, and like became friends with Alec Baldwin for about a month while they were filming, sincerely. Cool. They would just hang out all the time. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my memory is great movie Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins, Bart the Bear. Yes! <laughs> Um, no Bart, no. <laughs> no Bart, no. Um, but yeah, that was '97. Uh, he did Mercury Rising, which I never saw, but I remember that being like at least they were trying to make that a big movie. Yeah, doofed it. Uh, that's Bruce Willis, right? Mm-hmm. I think main, so. Yeah, main character, yeah, and it's like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was '98, so this was uh, around this time that this episode aired. '99, uh, he was in Notting Hill. Which I forgot. I forgot he's in. I've been meaning to watch Notting Hill Notting again. Notting Hill rules. Yeah. I love Notting Hill. Yeah, it's a great rom com. I that's why that's why I've been meaning to because yeah. I've like I I've, recommend it. It's the one that's like it's that one from the '90s that's like of course it came out in '99. I don't know if I've told this story, but I saw Notting Hill in theaters because uh, my whole family went to the movie theaters uh, one fateful <laughs> matinee. And with the intention of my mom and my sister going to see Notting Hill, me and my younger brother going to see Austin Powers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, with Heather Graham. <laughs> Very excited to see that movie. Uh, we get there, and box office person, just doing their job, hey, that little boy, my brother, can't go see this movie without an adult present. And I didn't count because I was like 14 or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so that math doesn't add up, right, but we'll so get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my mom was like, OK, well, I have to go see the move, this dumb, jokey movie with your little brother if if anyone's going to go see it. Yeah. And but my sister really wanted to see Notting Hill. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll go see Notting Hill with my sister. Oh, because you can't like, go alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time, I would have never gone to a movie alone. No. I would have been that was unheard of. Yeah, I would have been so self-conscious. Yeah, and when I started going to movies alone, I I was like I I was looking around and being like everyone's looking at me, everyone everyone knows that I'm alone here. (laughs) Do you remember when you started going to movies alone, like by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what movie it was? The like the first one? Yeah. No, I don't. I just remember that it was when Allie went to London. (laughs) Oh, wow, really? it was recent. oh, so like recently. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But I did it as, oh. a, as a regular thing. Like I started doing mm-hmm. it as a regular thing. Um, that's when. So yeah. I don't know. Something that came out in 2018. Oh, okay. I mean, not all yeah. of us oh. have been in loving relationships for most of our lives. Yeah, so sure. I definitely Fair. started I long ago. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started in university. Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely started when I was in Lethbridge. So mm-hmm. uh, either pre-university or during. I, I, I don't remember the mm-hmm. exact time, but I just remember at one time I was just like, I want to see this movie. No one will go with me. I'm going to go. Yeah. And the first time I was very much like, like you, like you were saying, like feel, having that feeling of like everyone knows and like I looks like such a loser, but then I had such a good time. Yeah. And then I was just like, I don't give a shit. These yeah. are all strangers. I'm never going to see them again. Why would I care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually like a, a pretty formative time in my life just in terms of that idea of 
not caring what strangers think of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, same, same. I remember going um, in, for all you Lethbridge files out there, I went to the movie mill <laughs> Hell because yes. I wanted to see a bunch of, um, which is a second run movie theater there. And it was like spring break or reading break or whatever from school. And I wanted to see a bunch of the movies that were nominated for Oscars that I hadn't seen yet. And Always a good of, choice. Yes. Yeah. And I was like trying to coordinate seeing it with people and it just wasn't happening. People were out of town. I thought, well, I'm just, I could just go by myself myself couldn't I there's no there's no rules there's nothing against that in the rule book is there um so I went and I remember I think the first time I just went once and it was like yeah I felt the exact same shroud of fear and shame but like everyone's gonna know what'll they say will anyone come up to me and like poof my popcorn onto the onto the ground will they bully me um and that didn't happen because no one is paying attention to anyone outside of their house. They're just thinking about themselves, yeah. <laughs> which is a universal truth. Um, but if it was after after that, I felt so free going to see that movie. I, I went to see movies all the time alone, sometimes a double feature, treat myself, yeah. go to a restaurant alone in between. Really felt like, oh, world's my oyster. Yeah. This is great. I do remember the first time I went to a restaurant alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in university as well. Mm. It was an Earl's. <laughs> oh, nice. it was an classy. Yeah, it was an Earl's in BC, and I just wow. like drove, and I'm like, I'll have the steak for one, please. Yeah, and they say, how many, sir? For one, one, yeah. just what? me. Yeah, take away the other chair. I don't yeah. mind. Do it. I'm yeah. not like Wonder Woman in 1984. I don't mind if you take away my chair loudly and forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a scene that happens in Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> You don't remember. No, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, guys. That's not Watch right. it a bunch. No. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know. Do you have a 90s, um, do, you, do you have a process when you go alone to the movies? This is um, process. Yeah, like I got real good at it where yeah. I was like I have an order that I do. I know exact like I I buy my ticket online a mm-hmm. minute before I go. Mm-hmm. I have it ready and I have an order in mind and I have like I know which hand it's going in and I know everything and like I know where to stop and I'm it's it's a system and I have it perfectly laid out and it's so rewarding <laughs> when it goes off without a hitch. <laughs> You don't have that? No. I mean, like, I probably have some, like, normal things that I do, but I don't (laughs) consciously think about it. Yeah, I have, like, a numbered list. Yeah, no, I'm just, Mm. like, I'll go to the movie and I'll order what I feel like. Yeah. It's different each time. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. It's never different for me anymore. Wow. Small popcorn, layered butter, (laughs) a soda water, Uh and two napkins. Wow. Just two. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's nice. Um, when the world opens again, and when you guys can finally do like another live show, if it's like if you ever do a show that's like, um, in like do a recording that's like after a screening of The Simpsons or the movie or whatever kind of thing, there should be a special available to order. That's the Greg, and it's a small <laughs> popcorn butter, comma layered soda water. Two napkins. Two napkins. <laughs> yeah. Can I the get Alan more napkins? The Alan like no. is a roulette of like a number of thoughts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the Alan's root marm. Alan's marm. root marm. That's great. <laughs> it's a root to yeah. chew. <laughs> um, maybe we want to jump over to Miss Basinger. Sure. Because um, she's had a weird career. She sure has. 
Uh, let's see. Um, if we want to stick with the nineties. Yeah. Sorry, I'm bringing her up here. Yeah. Um, I really only knew her from Batman. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, around this time, I would say. Batman like '89. That's, knew, that's knew probably from. what makes her a huge star. Yeah, because I didn't watch. I didn't see LA Confidential until. I don't know, probably the 2000s. Yeah, L.A. Confidential was a very important movie to me, and it fueled my, um, I guess, like, me being on the anti-Titanic train for a long time, because for a really long time, I thought it was better than Titanic. It's not. And it should have won Best Picture in your your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a list about Mm. it, Um, and it was bad. It was bad writing, (laughs) because I'm not a good writer. And... (laughs) No book deals for you. Nope, no book Uh, deals. No book deals. Not even going to try. So... Um, when it, yeah, when, when LA Confidential came out, I was like, this is, or when I was able to see it, I was like, this is awesome. This movie rules. Um, who won the Oscar for this movie? Her? Okay. (laughs) She's not great in it. (laughs) Oh, I don't remember it. She's fine. But like, I wouldn't say it's a, like, it's like a defining performance or anything like that. There are five better performances in the movie. Hmm. So. At least, and here they are. Russell Crowe is better. Uh, Guy Pierce, James Cromwell, uh, Kevin Spacey, and um, I mean Danny DeVito is hilarious, and David Strathairn is in it as well. Right. And like, but she won for the female. She category. won for the female character because she's the only one. Yeah, she's the only female <laughs> yeah. character. And she in looks it. like you know she's an old timey Hollywood star. She does. She so really has like the that. look. Yeah. yeah, she really has the yeah. look. So anyway, um. So she was in 1988, before Batman. I just want to mention this because I actually remember this movie very well. Uh, a movie called My Stepmother is an Alien. <laughs> I remember that. She, with um, Willow from Buffy. Yeah, with and Alison Dan Hannigan. Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, you ah, got it. Aykroyd and, it up. <laughs> uh, a fun little fact about that movie, mm-hmm. Alison Hannigan goes on a little blind date in that movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know who plays her blind date? I don't remember. One Seth Green. <gasps> Aw. As a little precursor to their romance on Buffy. That's fine. Um, yeah. So wait, 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 what? wait. Was was Kim Basinger opposite Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, yes. she's the alien. Is yeah. she? She's the stepmother. She's who is Dan, the alien? Dan Aykroyd's wife. Yes. Yeah. Well, but girl, she's an alien. Yeah. Fuck. Alien. Keep that in mind. Yeah. That. <laughs> but that's but but Greg, that's the point. I, she comes down to Earth. As an alien, but that's not takes the on point. the fo- no no. Listen to me. Okay, I Have get you it. seen the movie? I get it. Have I, you seen the movie? It's a Men in Black situation. It's not. <laughs> it's a Kim Basinger suit. Would it be great if Kim Basinger was like, I have some sugar water? <laughs> like that was her performance. Pet cat. water. <laughs> Very dirty. Pet cat. Pet cat. <laughs> Doesn't matter. In fact, in a few moments, you won't even be matter. <laughs> you want me to put my hands. On my head. On my head. Like like this. (laughs) Fucking brilliant performance. Should have won an Oscar. Uh, Honestly, a retrospective Oscar this year. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Now's a good time. Yes. Um, Anyway, she disguises herself as an attractive woman Mm -hmm. and is trying to get this schlubby guy to, uh, to, you know, take over Earth. So that's why that's why it's like, and he's like, "Well, I can't believe this beautiful woman's into me." And so then like, they take it. It a is a purposeful like miscast in that sense. Then they take it a step too far by thinking that oh, he's actually like a, a, a leading man, and <laughs> and and casting him opposite Jamie Lee Curtis in My Girl. Right. Yes, that is true. What the fuck? I I mean, 
What the fuck, 90s? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but then she was in Batman in 89. Uh, cool World in 92. Okay. Mm. Do you remember Cool World? Yeah, no. that Ralph Bakshi classic. Hell yeah. yeah. With Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Have you never seen Cool World? No, man. It's Put it bananas. on your list to watch with the roommates. Okay. It is insane. Okay. It is the weirdest fucking movie. Uh, she plays a, t- a tune because uh, it's like a Roger Rabbit-esque situation where there's this tune world. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt go. Brad Pitt. Here's the thing. Brad Pitt's. <laughs> Brad Pitt's a a war vet. He's riding his bike. No, down. I know this. He's riding yeah. his bike down the street with his mom, and he gets gets into in cool an accident. World. His yeah. mom dies, and yeah. so in his grief, he transports into Cool World. Yeah, of course. We he all does. know this yeah. is what happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know this. And Gabriel Byrne is the cartoonist who created Cool World, even though it existed before him. Hmm. And he gets transported into Cool World because the tunes. Uh, there's the the law is tunes don't have sex with noids. Yeah, which is what the humanoids, humanoids are called. Humanoids. humanoids. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's the law. We all know this. Uh, Brad Pitt is enforcing the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dating a tune, but he's like, we can't have sex. That's the law. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why not? Uh, and then uh, Kim the Basinger don't line up. That's why. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kim Basinger plays Holly Wood, um, who is a tune who wants to go to the real world. So she seduces Gabriel Byrne, has sex with him, becomes real. And then goes to the real world, and chaos ensues. There's much more to it than that that I will not get into because it'll take a long time, and it's insane. True. <laughs> but a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, let's see. She was in Wayne's World 2, mm-hmm. uh, LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s, not great for her. Um, yeah, LA Confidential was her last one in the 90s. The next one was I Dreamed of Africa in 2000. Really? Um, that yeah. Was a whiff, and then Eight Mile in two thousand two. Then um, she's cellular two thousand four. That movie fucking rules. She's kind of gone. Yeah. Wow. Cellular, starring Kim Basinger, William H Macy, and Chris Evans. And. And. Jason Statham. Oh yeah, oh. as the Badman, as John Badman, as Mr. Badman. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so that's our two stars. And of course, Ron Howard. Yeah, was Ron Howard always always on the docket as the third, or was it like it ah. didn't go into that in the <laughs> research I did? He um, seems like a very late addition. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of tacked on. It seems. And even though even though he does seem that way, he is easily the best of them. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he, he knows how to give a vocal performance. He knows how to give a vocal performance. He's a f- he's a naturally funny actor i mean like how many, how long was he on happy days for he was on happy days for years oh. it's a he's a he's a sitcom guy mm. and he knows his comic timing he knows how to use his voice and he's very very funny which is more than i can say for kim bassinger and alec baldwin who are very bad in yeah. in this episode yeah they're very boring like they're so boring, boring that we haven't even they're... talked about the episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, there, there Happy are. Happy Days f- was ten seasons. <gasps> Happy, he was on Happy. Sorry, Days? eleven seasons. Yeah, oh, wow. But he he was on for all eleven seasons. Oh, I don't know. That's incredible. <laughs> if he was, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I would like to. Um, there, there's a few things about this episode that He's I actually, for seven. I I actually do want to talk about. Um, particularly when Homer arrives and we come back from ad break, and they're they're talking and he's he's like I can do all these things for you I can get you more muffins 
from the Gersh Agency. Mm-hmm. And you need to keep our secret, Homer, as long as you keep mine. Mm-hmm. What's that? I can't read. Mm-hmm. But you recognized the muffins from the Gersh Agency. I recognize the label. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> this is, for me, where it all ends. <laughs> it all ends here. Because they don't care. Yeah. They just don't care anymore. Like him, They just thought it'd be a funny joke. They don't him, care about... Yeah. Him crashing through the window, I think, is a perfect visual for when the show, as we knew it, as we loved it, is over it's done and this is the first nail in the coffin just Mm -hmm. being like oh homer can't read why because it's funny i guess even though we've been with him for 10 years we know he can he has reading glasses he reads in the next scene from a list (laughs) yeah they don't care (laughs) they really don't they don't they just don't give a shit and there's a there there's a passage that I remember specifically reading from John Ortved's book the unauthorized autobi- uh, unauthorized oral biography of the Simpsons um, where they're talking about that joke and in the writers room I don't know who it's attributed to but someone actually in the writers room stands up and says we can't do that <laughs> we can't do that he just read the label <laughs> He just read the like in the yeah. script. He just read the label from the Gersh agency, and he's like, and then we're like, well, they, he recognized the label. That that'll be the joke. And it's like, he reads later in the yeah. episode, <laughs> and this person, I don't know who it is, is shot down. <laughs> is shot. Is shot out back. <laughs> How dare they defy? It was George Beyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and to me, that that shows a fundamental shift in uh, the politics of the writer's room. Because I think usually that would, they would talk about that. It would either serve as a, as a runner for the rest of the episode, or it would be like a weird thing to end the episode on. You know, like Leonard Nimoy beaming out. Mm. Yeah. That sort of thing. You know, it's like, we can't do that. But it's like, but we can if it's Nimoy. Yes. Right? Um. We can if it's the ending of the episode, because everything is elastic. You know? We can if it's there. We can if it's there, but it's in the middle of him actually have reading, and in the same act, he reads from a list. It shows that the show has gone from being one of the most vital and tightly written programs on television ever to just lazy. Just, yeah, just do a, whatever. Just a completely lazy show, lazier than a laugh track sitcom. Because at least, at least Laugh Track sitcoms like Friends has to keep character... Uh, like continuity. Ca- has to keep mm-hmm. character continuity because people are invested. Yeah. They know people aren't invested anymore because of the elasticity of the universe. So they don't... They think they can get they away with anything. Yeah, they did. Dig up, stupid. Dig up, stupid. <laughs> so... That's that's my big takeaway from this episode. And as soon as he do, as soon as that joke happens, mm-hmm. I just I frost over. Nothing else. Nothing else works. And and quite frankly, it's all boring. Mm. Does that Yeah. Yeah, the celeb stuff's really boring. Uh and I think that's again like a, a harbinger of things to come whenever they bring in celebrities. 
just for the celebrity name and not to perform. Yeah, we it's did always a, evident. Yeah, we we did we did an episode of TBN Zombie Years on our Patreon about the Lady Gaga episode. Yep, it's obviously the one of the biggest offenders, but there's really not much between this and that when you really look at it. The only real difference is the Lady Gaga episode completely gets rid of all pretense and starts with Lady Gaga on her Gaga train. Um, whereas at least we get one act of a mm. Simpsons episode. Right. That's true. And also I will say uh, one thing they still are trying to do is sat- satirize celebrities in this episode. That's true, yeah. Which they don't do with Lady Gaga. They're just like, oh, she's great and yeah. everyone loves her and she solves all the problems. Um, but at this in this episode, I at least do like the little digs of like, you know, when you get your Oscar, you know, you can treat it however you want. Things like that. I'm like, yeah, I, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're, they just seem so uninvested, like the celebrity performances. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, like Alec Baldwin can be funny. We've seen it. Sure can. Uh, he just either he didn't realize it yet or the directors didn't realize it and didn't know how to get it out of them. Or they didn't care. Or they didn't care. Mm-hmm. They and like, they thought having the name was enough. Yeah. Do your mm-hmm. lines. That's good. Great. First take was great. Let's move on. Because yeah. again, they like have this weird, they're in awe of these people uh, when really they should be shooting them down. Yeah. And it should be the other way around. These yeah. celebrities should be in awe of this show and they shouldn't be playing themselves. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, it's boring. Their stuff is boring for the most, like, um, yeah, Ron Howard has a couple of acute things here and there. I uh, I like when he tries to jump onto the RV at the end and yeah. immediately falls on the road. That's, That's funny. funny. <laughs> um, but all of the Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger stuff, it is it is boring. They are playing themselves in a literal real world way and not at all in like a big for tv like not a fun version of themselves which is really strange because they're also animated um and they're just playing the straight man to all of homer's goofy shit which is super boring to watch yeah um because he's like he's at the he's goofy but at the same time he's not goofy enough mm -hmm. to actually be funny yeah because they can't let him be goofy enough because the because alec baldwin and kim basinger are so are playing it so straight yeah are written so straight that if he was too goofy, they would run into another logic problem of being like, why are they letting him stick around here? Totally. So like a fix could be make them the goofy ones. Mm-hmm. And like I kept thinking about the episode, uh, the, whatever episode where they're filming the Radioactive Man movie. Yeah. Um, Radioactive Man. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> I kept thinking about that in terms of like all oh, similar themes of like celebrities being in town and you know, Hollywood, the movie, and like how much better that episode is. Yeah. And how many good, how there's jokes in there. Um, and I just didn't understand why there couldn't also be jokes on in, in this episode. And it seemed to, yeah, it seemed to, to not know how to handle the celebrities and just have them on for wow factor and assuming that would be enough. Yeah. Which would be fine if the show was improvised. I would be impressed, but it's it can't be, and I know it can't be. <laughs> it's a terrible so. strain on the on the yeah. animators. Yeah, list. yeah. <laughs> um, I also had a question to ask. It's it's not celebrity ass or celebrity ass. <laughs> it's not celebrity related. It's but not about celebrities' asses. Yeah, it's about yeah. celebrities' asses. Um, that's how I get the listeners interested. In. Uh, but it's um about that spine gag 
in the beginning oh, yeah, where, where like he, he twists keeps himself all the way looking around. around he twists all the way around that seemed odd to me or is that just because i know it's season 10 is that at all in like the reality of the simpsons or is that also in a new like he just turned his head literally all the way around it's not a halloween episode yeah, yeah no, it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely again one of those things that starts to crop up more and more as as the show goes on where mm. they care less about uh, the reality that they've already set for themselves mm-hmm. uh, and they start to become a bit more cartoony mm-hmm. um, and which also is uh, another marker of the decline for me where I'm like gotcha. uh, what I really loved about the show early on is that yes it's a cartoon but everyone is still uh, in a reality like ours so they're still mm-hmm. if Homer falls off Springfield Gorge he gets very badly injured right you know like that's the that I remember that is the moment. That's the moment where I'm like, oh, this is what the show is going to be. Mm. Is it's going to have stuff like this where you think, oh, like a cartoon, he'll just like turn into a accordion or whatever. But no, he gets hurt like we would. And I love that. I love that they keep it in that reality. It's the reason why James L. Brooks, when they first showed him some Enchanted Evening, the episode, the first episode that was supposed to air with mm-hmm. the babysitter bandit, um, he stood up in the middle of the meeting and said, this is shit. It's because they look they they looked too goopy. They looked too like too animated, you mm-hmm. know. And they moved in a way that was like that. And in season ten and eleven and on and on and on and on and on, they start ignoring what Alan was saying. They start ignoring all of these all of these things of reality that the show and the developer of the show, James L. Brooks, mm-hmm. insisted on at the beginning. And what made the show such a runaway hit. Mm-hmm. Was because like it was a it was a it was a weird looking show and it was weird to it was it, it was it was so engaging to look at because there was nothing that looked like this in so many colors and on television mm-hmm. at the time and yet it's still at the end of the day the writing and the way they worked were close enough to reality to make us care about them right by having Homer three sixty his head around Exorcist style. Uh-huh. You're ignoring all of that. He doesn't even get hurt by doing mm-hmm. that. He doesn't even get hurt. I, him falling through the window and onto Alec Baldwin should have killed Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yep. There's not even any glass. Yeah. <laughs> but they're fine. It's Hollywood yeah. breakaway glass. Yeah. It's sugar. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird to have that in an episode that also has like very stale performances that are like, yeah, that is what you'd say in a regular normal situation, which this isn't it. Yeah. Billy Baldwin. I'm Alec yeah. Baldwin, not... Get the fuck off me, or you're, yeah. you killed my husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I feel like a better plot to the movie is like he falls on Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin dies, and now he has to accompany Kim Basinger to all these Hollywood events. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, yeah just kill, just kill some celebrities. Yeah. That's that's way more interesting. Yeah. Nobody and cares. And then he's got to be, and then Homer's got to act like Alec Baldwin in The Edge 2. Cool. Directed by Ron Howard. I don't know. <laughs> of course. Keep Best Ronnie around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's better than the episode we got. What we got was terrible. Yeah. Like it's this is the worst one we've covered. I think so. So far. Yeah. Um I didn't care for it. No, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um first act's okay. First act I th- th- my favorite joke is in the first act. Yeah. Um so I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great by any means, but it's it's at least it feels uh, like, like a said, Simpsons like, episode. Yeah, it feels like a Simpsons episode. They're going to a place. Um, they even have that little dream sequence at the beginning, which is I think apropos for 
uh, classic Simpsons episodes where like it's not a badger thing. It's just like yeah. you know an Ion Springfield or an Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. It's, it's little... fun to open with that. Yeah. Um, and then they go to the lake and they have some hijinks for a bit. And then, like I said, immediately he falls into the house of celebrities and episode is just a different episode now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, uh, it's almost like we had a badger in the yard. Hmm. We got bigger problems now. Yep. Um, so here's a fun thing. Yeah. I'm desperate for a fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, Kim Basinger. Yeah. Oscar winner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the first Oscar winner to appear on The Simpsons. Oh. Can you name some of the other Oscar winners? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. That's one. Meryl Streep. That's one. Uh, Do you want some clues? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's more, but I can't. Of course. Um, so uh, this person has played both themselves and a character. Played both themselves and a character. Yes. Now, the character they've played is a pretty well-known character of the show. Um, it's a very short performance. Uh, and also, when they play themselves... It's oh, also it's Elizabeth Taylor. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Playing Maggie and herself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Uh, let's see. There's also uh, another uh, actor who played a minor character in a weird Bart subplot. Um, Kathleen Turner? <laughs> I mean, Kathleen Turner... Did she win an Oscar? I don't think she's won. Oh, uh, if she has, my apologies to Kathleen Turner. Because yeah. um, she was the uh, Malibu Stacy lady, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think she's won an Oscar. Oh, um, no, this lady uh, was a teacher of sorts to Bart. Oh, a teacher. Hmm. Teacher of sorts. Yes, for a very specific thing. Bart didn't really want to do, but then found an aptitude for it. Well, d- dancing is the episode where he dances. He a ballet. Correct. He a ballet man. Uh, d- <laughs> uh, I- the ballet teacher. Jackie. Oh. No. Uh, ja- <laughs> um, Julie Andrews. Uh, so this person <laughs> won the Oscar Best Actress in 1995. Alongside her husband, <laughs> I want to say. Maybe Ooh, not. One. Kathy Bates. No. Jane Best Fonda. Actress in 1995. Yes. Uh, Jesus. Man, I'm sorry. I, Jessica I, I feel like anything I can say, no, anything I can say will give it away. I'm trying to Sally just do Field. clues. No. Um, she was also in a famous buddy uh, movie. Is it Susan Sarandon? It's Susan Sarandon, yes. Ah. <laughs> she plays the ballet teacher. Uh, she won for De- Dead Men Walking. Yes, mm. of, course. Uh, of course. Another person was in a recent episode we covered. Okay. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Rod <play>. Steiger? <laughs> that is one, but that's another one I was, I was yes. referring to, but that's another one. Uh, one best actor for In the Heat of the Night. And uh, was in Simpson Tide. Uh, <laughs> but also season nine episode. Uh, season nine episode we both liked, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the character she played in the show is a one-off. She. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> uh, I didn't really care for her performance in the episode because it seemed very bland. Oh, Oh. But she's a good actress. 
often uh, plays the woman to weirdo guys. Oh, Christ. I'm getting all <laughs> discombobulated <laughs> now. Uh, she was, uh, let's see, she won for, I think, the, yeah, the, the same year as season nine. Um, uh, so boy. 97. Yeah. She won Best Actress or Supporting Best Actress? Best Actress. Okay. Uh, it was opposite a weird guy who also, I believe, won. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. It's Helen Hunt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh. Sorry my clues aren't great. No, no, no. Those any, are, anything the, I can think those of are, are like Those are great. So. I should have okay. had Helen Hunt. I should have I had that. <laughs> Helen Hunt playing... Renee, my treasure. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else we got. Oh, we got uh, this lady who uh, won in 1962. Oh boy! And she played a character that interacted with Marge primarily. Um, and uh, Marge got her name wrong. Barbara Streisand? No. Lowen. <laughs> Lowenstein. It's Lowenstein, right? Uh, my name is Zweig. Yeah, my name is Zweig. Who played her? Oh, God. I can never remember who played her. Uh, she won in 62? Yeah, for the Miracle Worker. Oh, um, fucking that lady. Yeah, fucking that lady. <laughs> and. Yep. Ebele. And Bancroft and Bancroft. <laughs> One Teamwork. half. Nice. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, this guy. This is a good game. I like this game. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> this guy won uh, for 1955. Oh God. Uh, his cameo in the show is one of my personal favorite uh, act celebrities playing themselves. So he's playing himself. Okay. Uh, it's in a season five episode. Um. And I mostly love it because I had no idea who this person was when I was a kid watching mm-hmm. it. And he, I think, is very funny in the episode. Um, he's brought in uh, at the behest of a small child. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney, I don't believe, is one of us. He has not. <laughs> he has not. Oh, thank oh, God. I really thought I had it. <laughs> That's season seven. Yeah. That is season seven. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, it's for he, uh, he goes on a trip. With Homer, Bart, and others. Yeah, yeah no, it's um. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh god! It's. <laughs> I know who it is. God damn it! You may it? remember me as Fatso Jetson. Yeah, Fatso Jetson. Um, it's Mikhail's Navy. It's the guy. <laughs> oh my god! He shares a first name Ernest with uh, Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you did it. it. You did it. You got yeah. it. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Borg- what a he great! Won for, he won Best Actor for Marty in 1955. Yes, of course, wow. of course. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm going to do the other two actors. Okay, uh, who have won for, or sorry, the people who have won a uh, Best Actor or Best, you know, supporting that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this woman uh, won in 1972. Uh, she recently passed away, actually. She won in 1972. Yes. Uh, she plays a character that. Uh, was pretty prevalent in a specific episode, but then has been kind of a minor character that's popped up here and there, but she has only voiced her in the episode where she is prevalent. Um, let's see. <laughs> She's very old. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. No. Damn it. Um, like, the character is very old. Olympia Dukakis. No. <laughs> what did she play? 
Or are you just guessing old people? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. She, she uh, The character that she voices in a later episode, uh, she appears in our eponymous episode. She appears in Two Bad Neighbors. Correct. Very briefly, but it's a very good joke in that episode. She's at the, f- the flea market. or the It's Mrs. Glick? Yeah. Who played Mrs. Glick in the episode that she originated in when Bart is doing work for her and she puts the iodine on him? Do you know? I don't. Camille, any thoughts? Uh, uh, I'm going to guess. A cel- an old lady celebrity who died recently. Oh, jeez. Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that joke was going to be funnier, but it didn't happen. Uh, she's fictional. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, Jessica Tandy once again. No, Cloris Leachman. Cloris oh. Leachman. Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Cloris. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the only one that I miss. Yeah, or we sorry, missed Cloris. so far. All right. So this last one, who won an acting award, I mm. believe, uh, also appeared in a movie we've referenced, based on the filmography of the celebrities in this episode. Um and. Appeared in one episode of The Simpsons, but also kind of lives on, in a sense, throughout the series. Kind of lives on, in a sense. Yeah, like they created a new character for The Simpsons that is kind of like this person. Roy. No. (laughs) Roy does not live on. (laughs) He leaves. (laughs) Oh, Uh, it's Jack Lemmon. It's Jack Lemmon, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Gil, of course, essentially a Jack Lemmon type. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he appeared in the one episode, uh, the pretzel wagon, and he won best supporting actor for Mr. Roberts and also best actor for save the tiger. Yep. Wow. Yep. Great uh, actor. Great actor. So I will say very quickly, Mickey Rooney is in this list only cause he got an, uh, juvenile award in 1939 and an honorary award in 1983. Ah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I, I was kind of skipping these ones, but, uh, another honorary award winner. Um, let's see. Uh, appeared as himself. Um, and it's before this, like, up to this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He won a uh, the Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award in 1960 and some other honorary. He was one, like, looks like one, two, three, four, five honorary awards at the Oscars. And he's an actor? He's an actor. He's an entertainer. I don't know him as an actor. I know him as an entertainer. Johnny Carson? No. <laughs> Good guess, though. Uh, in that realm, uh, but it doesn't do like TV. It does in-person appearances more often. Bob Hope. Bob Hope is the one. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. There are two more to mention. Okay. One. All, this person also got an honorary award, uh, I think, is still alive. It's not Newhart, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know for sure if he's still alive, but he was, he he. I remember checking recently, and I was like, "That's crazy that he's still alive," because mm. I thought he was dead. Um, he is a uh in in like celebrity royalty, not royalty, but like uh, family, like so like his family also are actors. Um, he appeared in an episode of The Simpsons as a character, uh, not as himself. Um. <laughs> what else can I hint at? Uh, a family of celebrities. Sean Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Um, 
he yeah he's the father to a pretty well known actor. Like I'd say, he was more well known in the seventies. His son is a lot James more well known now. No, Damn good it. guess also. Um, <laughs> but he man again, all the clues are such giveaways uh, in my head. Um, the episode he appeared on, and he's not an Oscar winner. He's an honorary honorary Oscar winner. winner. Yes, uh, he he's most well known as an actor for a big movie in the seventies by a director you know very well. Um, <laughs> uh, but the episode he appeared in uh, Lampoon's, uh, you know, like the uh, like not Hollywood, but just like entertainment, the entertainment business. Um, Ryan O'Neill, star on The Simpsons at all? No. <laughs> Carl Reiner? No. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Let me just double like, check. Why would they give Ryan O'Neill an honorary Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> um, this the movie he's most well known for. Uh, yes, is directed by. I just want to make sure. Directed by one of your favorite directors, Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. From so, the 70s. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's the 60s. <laughs> My bad. Because I assumed it was 70s. Kirk but it's actually, Douglas. It's Kirk Douglas. Sorry. <laughs> the 70s threw you off. And uh, the movie is Spartacus. Spartacus, of course. Uh, he plays Chester J. Lampwick. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a real Oscar? That's wild. I mean. That's insane. And now it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you had a century. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Peter Ustinov won for Spartacus. Yes, he did. <laughs> he sure did. Anyway, um, one more. I was thinking of like I was like Malcolm McDowell hasn't been in, because <laughs> it's like because Stanley Kubrick's seventies output is pretty sparse. It's just technically Clockwork Orange and Barry Lyndon. That's it. Right. Uh, okay, last one, at least on this list. I don't know how accurate this list is either. There right. might be others. That this I is fun, though. I'm yeah, having I'm a great time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a person who has not won for acting uh, because he's primarily a writer-director. Um, Ron Howard. No. Because <laughs> he does have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking people have pe- appeared before this episode, That's right, Greg. that's right. Um, uh, yeah, he got Best Writing, Story, and Screenplay. Uh Written directly for the screen. This is a weird. They uh, they had weird. They had weird names of the categories. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, writing category they've never really been able to settle on. <laughs> but it was in 1969 that he won. Um, I will say this person, I believe, also has an EGOT. Really? So I don't know if you guys know those people that Ooh. well. Um, he appeared as himself on The Simpsons. Um. In a very small little cameo appearance where he conversed with Homer and Chief Wiggum. Gore Vidal. No. <laughs> <laughs> he converses with Homer and Chief Wiggum. Yes. Oh. Oh, no. And I think it's in an episode I don't like. I'm trying to remember the episode, honestly. <laughs> Is it, can you I remember a, the scene really well. Can you well. give me a season? Uh, I mean, I can once I look it up, <laughs> so I remember what episode it is. Um, Spalding Gray. <laughs> Damn. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Because um, I can describe the scene, but it would obviously give it away. Uh, let's find out what episode it is, so I'm not going crazy. Um, yes, okay. It's an episode that's fine. 
it's <laughs> it's not one I dislike, right. but it's it's like yeah, it's fine. Um, it's got verses in the title. Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment. No, no, but is Homer versus Patty and Selma correct? I that's uh, that episode's fine, and I don't know it very well. <laughs> So what does Homer do in the episode? I can't remember. When Did he's trying to get m- get his uh, driver's license. I don't I don't know. He drives a different vehicle. Yeah. A limo. A limo. Who does he pick up in his limo? Uh Gorvidal. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a comedian uh known for creating many Shows and mo- uh, mostly Mel movies. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is correct. Really? Oh my yeah. God! It's Mel oh. Brooks. He wins like, the Oscar for the for producers. producers yes. Of course, oh. of course, he's an oh. EGOT winner. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> for the producers. Yeah. Basically, all, all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of his, like, all four of his EGOTs are like related to the producers in some way. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not the Emmy. All related to the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it does. Let's see. <laughs> 2000, so uh, I'm just trying to see. It's Tony Award for the producers, yeah. Oscar for the producers. Um, tell me. Grammy's got to be for mm, the producers. It's got to be. It's got to be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or his solo jazz album, Mel on Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> the Emmy was in 1967. <laughs> anyway, I'll look it up. So later. not the producers. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, that was a fun little game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I figured out. Would kill some time. Yeah, you want to head on over to the reference desk now? Uh, references. The episode title is based on the Pinocchio song "When You Wish Upon a Star." Did you know that, Camille? No, I didn't realize that. No. And what is this title saying? When you when dish you dish upon, upon a star, well, like when, when you, you when you when dish. you like yeah dish you, you know? lay out the hot goss. Yeah. It shouldn't be when you dish I'm about a, a star then. Then it wouldn't be as like on the nose. It's dumb. Like title. Pinocchio. Hey. Mm-hmm. It's all on the I, nose. Pinocchio. You know what? I'm actually gonna defend this title a little bit. Just a little bit. Because I know how bad they get. Yeah. I think this one is at least relevant. I sure. <laughs> Continue. No one's arguing that. <laughs> um Yogi Bear and Magillo Gorilla. Sure. Both referenced right at the top. Yeah. Uh, I will say the him mauling the Ned Ranger is very funny, and I think it also suffers from the uh, too 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 long of a joke uh, when he's like, "You want a piece of this to Bart?" That's less funny. If it was literally just, "Hey, you're gonna need to give me that picnic basket," and then he mauls him, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we get it. Like yeah. the joke is, he mauls him. Uh, uh, U haul is referenced. There's the U trawl. Mm. R- really, really clever. Parody of you, U-Haul. You know who does a better one? <laughs> who? Rick and Morty. What? Did, what did they do? U-Toe. Sure. Yeah. And it's like it's spelt T-O-E, like and it's toe. got a big, big toe. Yeah, like a, a human toe on the side. But it also works as like you tow it. Yeah, you 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 tow it, you haul it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. trawl it. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have Imagine Films referenced. Yeah, Brian uh, Grazer and Ron Howard's production jingle. You got it. Uh, Homer's treatment has a flux capacitor on it. 
Yep. Which is because uh, he's like time machine. So. The Terminizer, an erotic thriller. Terminizer, an erotic thriller. So of course, Terminator is referenced mm-hmm. in that. Uh, Jurassic Park is referenced when the the crowd is coming and the water is shaking. Mm. Um, you got Jerry Maguire. Someone's holding a sign that says "You Complete Us." Um, you got RC Cola. Remember that? <laughs> Royal Crown. Of Cola. course, <laughs> of course. Uh, his RV has the the Hooray for Hollywood theme as he's driving away. Um, and then uh, Titanic, of course, at the end, and Happy Days also referenced at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, favorite joke? Um, yeah, but you know what? My favorite joke is actually the the small little moment with uh, Kirk and Milhouse <laughs> when Kirk runs up and tries to climb the fence, gets shocked, and Milhouse immediately puts a coat under his head. Yeah. I just thought that was very funny. <laughs> he's and a good boy. Yeah, he's Milhouse. Maybe because it happened to him earlier. I don't know, but <laughs> but he knew what to do. And I just found it really funny. Elevate the head. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, the bear mauling joke right at the top. Right at the top. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, I really loved tree. I see it. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I see it. I see it. It's a. It's a very married couple thing to True. do. Um, I found it, I found it fun, um, and I also liked. I loved Ron Howard jumping to the RV and then just. That's very funny. The thing is, it it doesn't matter that it's Ron Howard. It could have been anyone, which is like the the the. What's funny about it isn't that it's Ron Howard. What's funny is the animation. Yes. Yeah. Like of him, like getting halfway yeah. and then dropping, <laughs> and like it's funny animation. It's well done. It doesn't have to be Ron Howard. It doesn't matter. And that in way, fact, in a few moments, will only be matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and that's why it's not my favorite joke mm. because it it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So MVP of the episode, Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had the he had the best performance. I, and- I, I I'm. Almost there with you. I'm I'm thinking about it now. Uh, Camille, do you have one? Um, it's either none or Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah. I missed. You know, I missed the other characters. God, I missed the family. I really missed yeah. the rest of the fam. I missed Bart and Lisa a lot in yeah. this episode. I missed Marge. Yeah, yeah. She came in hot in this episode, and she was mm. really funny. Um, yeah, I think any one of them, if they gave them any more screen time, could have. But I think it's Howard for by default. Mm. Yeah. Because he actually is funny most of the episode. Even when even when the lines he's reading aren't good, mm-hmm. he's at least you can hear him trying to give them life. To take them off the page and actually and and do something with them. Mm. It feels like he's having a good time. Yeah. At the very least. Whereas Basinger and Baldwin are just like, well, we're here. Yeah. Final thoughts? Bad episode. Bad yeah. episode. I wish it was good. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish we could send you on your merry way with this podcast oh. with a better episode. Oh. But well. that's not life. <laughs> Sometimes you get a shitty episode mm-hmm. as your never, final. Never run for the finale. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not the episode. It's how you react to the episode. That's right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Nice. Um, so I keep saying this is your final episode. Alan keeps saying it's not, um, contentious. So it's probably not. 
your final episode. <laughs> Great. I, I hope you can come back before we're we're done with this. Certainly. Does this am I am I am I at the top for guests yet? Or I don't know. Should, do we have to do a recount? I'd like to do some more episodes, particularly <laughs> if it means I can <laughs> Well, uh, the doctor is scheduled for another one this season, um, yeah. but uh, he only did one last season. You did two. Yeah. Great. So I, don't I love the numbers. Listen, I haven't kept track with that <laughs> shit. I'm sure he has. He definitely has. Oh, uh, I know. So That's you <laughs> keep track of yours. And then when mm-hmm. he comes on, I'll ask him, what number is this? Great. And uh, you can text me that day what your number is. <laughs> okay, and we can We can gotcha him on on great. air great if you're past him wonderful it won't be a gotcha now because he'll listen to this episode ah, nuts. <laughs> say forget <laughs> forget <laughs> well well guys you know what i think i think this this episode of two bad neighbors mm-hmm. is better than the episode we watched agreed i think we had more fun with the guessing game so thank you alan mm-hmm. um for Allowing Camille and I, yeah. at the very least, to have some joy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little brain tease in there. I thought, oh, who is yeah. it? Who is you the know, old yeah. person? Think of it as that. me bringing salt to mm-hmm. the dish. The dish. Yeah. To an unsalted to, steak. Mm-hmm. To when you dish upon a star. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. I think we got to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod or Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons Podcast. Uh, you can email us at the Hammock District on Third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can find us on Patreon, Boathouse Studios, and you can subscribe for $2 a month and get all of our bonus content, including our recent play of Simpsons Seen It, uh, which is a video. Uh, so you can watch us and uh, be enraged with, with us. Uh, at some of the weird things that game chooses to have as questions. And some of the inexplicable misses that I make. <laughs> <laughs> MacGyver. I missed MacGyver. Uh, yeah, that was a big That's, one. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can't, like, when I was editing it, I was so embarrassed. I had to skip over <laughs> it and be like, I, fuck. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I, I kind of want to give him hints because I know he should know this. But yeah. again, any hint I could think of gave it away. Yeah. So. And as soon as you said, think of the characters, I was like, fuck. <laughs> you can see my reaction in real time. There you go. Check out <laughs> Patreon for that. Um, and we'll be doing our Attack of the Clones commentary soon too this month so look out for that uh thank you to all of our patrons thank you to all of our listeners as well uh you guys all rule and you're better than this episode so just be happy about that um because you can say you're better than alec baldwin hey um he's out of a job now because trump is out of the white house uh and i'm happy about that so thank you for (laughs) listening everybody and keep watching the skis